Hey everybody, welcome back to my brain. Um, I just needed to talk to someone. So here we are. I'm having a shitter of a few days. Like, uh, so work has been a nightmare lately. Um, I've complained before that I work on call and I work shift work and I've been getting these last minute call outs and it's just been a nightmare. And I want to do an entire episode on what it's like to work in male dominated industries and how that feels and how my attitude towards it has changed over the years. I gave it a lot of thought the last couple of nights because I've been working with this woman who is more evil than the men. And it's always so interesting. Interesting. Interesting is an interesting word to use. It's frustrating and challenging and discouraging and deflating and horrible when you finally get a chance to work with a woman and she's an evil bitch. And I kind of wonder what happened to that woman. Like, are assholes just assholes? Like, is that just the way they are? Or did something happen to make them assholes? Like, things must have happened, right? And so she's obviously also in this male-dominated industry. And she's quite a ways up the ladder. So she's spent a lot of time fighting her way through this madness. And it's like do women need to come up with this super tough outer shell to compete with these men? Is that what happens? Because I think that's what happened to me when I was younger. But as I get older, anyways, that's, I'm going to talk about all of that another day. Today, I just, I had to talk to someone because I am freaking the fuck out right now. And I'm really trying not to, but Just breathing deep, breathing deep. So I have a storage locker that I have put my entire life into. And I walked away from it 10 years ago. And when I did that, I had the intention of coming back in six months. And I have not seen it at all in this entire 10 years. But It's been nice just kind of knowing that my life is sitting there waiting for me when I'm ready. I had a friend that still lives in that town who had a key. And she's been nice enough to put a few things in there for me over the years as I've gone wandering and traveling and adventuring. And um, instead of getting another storage locker in another town that I've lived in, I've just sent her some things and she's opened it up and gone in and put things in and everything's been fine. And the payments have been coming out at the beginning of the month. I had no reason to even give it a second thought, you know, like it's just, it is what it is. So then about four years ago, this friend that had the key kind of ghosted me a little bit. And it was a little bit weird. Like, I guess not really. So 
I tend to put way more importance on friendships than the people I consider my friends do. <laughs> like, I thought this woman was one of my best friends, really. And I mean, that's kind of sad to say because we never really did spend a lot of time together. But I knew her for years. And I mean, we obviously got along all right. And so when I left, you know, I gave her this key and we stayed in contact and I traveled all over the place, but we still kind of kept in touch. And she's never been super huge on social media, but she's always kind of been there. And that's always how I contacted her was through Messenger, through Facebook. And then she just kind of stopped responding and then her personal account disappeared and then her business account just kind of dried up and two or three years ago there haven't been any posts there and so I was hurt I mean come on she was my friend and I think about her all the time I always have and I used to send her little things you know and I think of her on my travels and I always thought about her at Christmas because when I first met her, I would get an invite to her mother's house for Christmas and it was so beautiful. I mean, this house, it was gorgeous. It was a big old house and it was just beautiful. And they had a big, huge tree and it was so beautifully decorated and it had real candles. It was so cool. I'd never seen anything like that. And honestly, I'd be way too terrified to have real candles in my own tree, in my own house. So it was really cool that I could go somewhere else and see this and not worry about my house burning down to the ground. And then, you know, Krista got her own house and she invited me over for Christmas at her house. And that was a really nice thing. And I don't know. I just... um I don't have a lot of nice thoughts around Christmas and she was one of my nice thoughts. So I just, I really valued that and I really appreciated that and I really valued and appreciated her friendship. And anyway, so it was a bit of a blow when she just kind of disappeared, but I try to put the shoe on the other foot, you know, like I'm the one that left. I'm the one that never came back. She's got to move on, right? Like, she's got her own life. I feel like sometimes I get very stuck in the past. And I'm always the one doing the leaving. And then I'm always surprised when the people I've left move on. And it's like, it's a little bit heartbreaking. Because I just wish that I could gather everyone that I ever met. And all these friends that I've made and just kind of make them come with me everywhere I go force them to sign a contract saying they will just they will just follow me in my adventures and be my friends forever <laughs> I suppose that's a little ridiculous so anyways she's long story long she's the only person that's ever had access to the locker so what's happened is I um I had to so my payment for the storage locker has been coming out uh, on my credit card and I had to get a new credit card number so I called them at the beginning of August end of July beginning of August 
and said, no, it would have been the end of July. Yeah. Cause it was before the payment was due and I was so proud of myself for catching it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, so I call them and the guy just answers the phone. Hello. And I thought, Oh, it's kind of odd. Like, is this the storage place? And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What can I do for you? So I gave him my new credit card number and he said, yeah, that's great. Thanks for calling. I'll change it in the system. No problem. So the first days of the month come and go and I notice no payment comes out. So I call them again and I'm like, just want to make sure, you know, you got that change. It's for this locker. This is the locker number. I just want to make sure there's no problems. Like you took the number down, right? He's like, yep. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, there's no problem. Everything's fine. Oh, and again, he answered the phone, just hello, which again, odd to do it once. It's like, yeah, I've answered my business phone with just a hello before. And it's like, oops, <laughs> sorry. Just like I've answered my home phone with my business name or, you know, whatever. <laughs> you do that, right? It's like when kids call their teacher's mom at school. <laughs> it's the same kind of brain brain fog moment. Um, so it just kind of it, it's that kind of funny with me. And I started just doing a little bit of internet snooping around and the storage place had been inside of a lighting store. So I look up this lighting store online and I see that it's moved. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. Cause I'm pretty sure the storage place hasn't moved. Right. So I contact them and they're like, oh yeah, no, we sold that place three years ago. So great. I had no idea, but I mean, whatever, maybe they're not obligated to tell me. I mean, places sell all the time. So then I start looking at reviews of this storage place and they're horrible. They're like, do not go to this place. I think they've been stealing out of my locker, like, and a few of these kinds of reviews. So now I'm nervous now, like shit is not cool. So I contacted another friend in the same town that I've been communicating with all this time, all through these years. And I said, Hey, would you please, if you don't mind when you have a minute, I'm probably being stupid, but please, can you drive by this storage locker and take a picture and take a picture of the lock, the lock that I had put on there. It was a very distinct lock. And actually it's got a bit of a story all on its own because it was, I have no idea what the hell, like I go to buy a lock. It's just like a lock with a key. And I don't know what store I was shopping in, but it was like this ridiculously huge lock, like <laughs> embarrassingly huge. And it's actually kind of funny because I've been like low key embarrassed about it all of this time. Like <laughs> That's been my motivation more than anything to want to get back and get the shit out of my storage locker because I've got this ridiculous, embarrassing lock on this locker. <laughs> so the friend goes, and takes these photos and sends them to me. And I'm guessing you know where this is going. That's not my lock on my locker. That's not my lock on my locker. So now what? So now what? 
Like, what if my shit is not in that locker? What if everything that I own, everything that has ever been important to me, is not in that locker? Like, what the actual fuck? Whoa, what do I do? How do I even start with that? Do I go to the cops? Do I get a lawyer? Like, so, like, irreplaceable stuff. Stuff that you cannot put a monetary value on, such as old family photos that my family trusted me with. Ha ha, jokes on me. And all of the photos from my childhood, you know, through the 20s, I'm, you know, there weren't digital images before my mid-20s. So literally all of my photographs are in albums and photo boxes and scrapbooks. My diaries, oh my god. I had, like, four boxes of diaries, probably. Like, I've been keeping a journal regularly since time out of mind so and that's like a mind fuck on a whole bunch of levels because a what happened to them (laughs) like what happened to them did somebody read them (sighs) are they still sitting somewhere like there was a lot of personal information in there obviously but like also things like lists of passwords and stuff like that And then also, I have had this thought that I want to use those diaries and travel journals and travel logs and whatever else in their scrapbooks and like notes to old boyfriends and whatever. I was going to write books out of those things. And actually, I have written one out of my one of my recent journals that I didn't send back to my storage locker. And hot damn, I think I'm onto something. Like, I think this is a cool idea. I think I can do this because it's just the way I've written the diary, right? And my doodles in it. Anyways, don't steal my idea. You can't steal my idea. Well, you can. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You can't. (laughs) Like your journal would be the same as my journal, right? Don't, don't steal my life, man. So anyways, There's the thought in the back of my mind that that was going to make me a multi-billionaire. And now that's gone. And then, you know, other things to do with money. I had two complete Stephen King collections because I had my own collection. And then I inherited a collection that I just didn't have time to value and go through before I left. And some of those were worth money. There were limited editions, first editions. There was a couple of signed copies, like, and I, I have no idea. I don't have an inventory of what I had. I have no idea. Then there's my best cat's ashes. Like this cat was, I was a crazy cat lady. I am a crazy cat lady, but this cat was the closest thing that I will ever have to a baby. And he's actually what sparked the beginning of the traveling because he passed away and I could not handle the idea of just continuing on with life as I knew it. Like my world completely shattered. That's when I stuck everything into storage and I left. And then the other really big thing that I can think of is my favorite guy. (laughs) My childhood blanket 
my favorite guy. It was beat to shit. It was falling apart. Like this thing was absolutely horrific looking, but I didn't have the greatest childhood. And that blanket is the only thing I remember ever bringing me any kind of comfort. And I have longed for that fucking stupid, ratty, stinky, bacteria-ridden, biohazard of a blanket since the minute I put it in storage. I have wanted that blanket back. And now it might be gone. My Toby Cat's ashes might be gone. My journals of my entire life might be gone, my photos might be gone, and there might be nothing I can do about it. There might be actually sweet fuck all that I can do about it. So, (sighs) trying to just sit with that and feel the feels and trying to think about how I'll handle the situation. So then I've got, you know, the emotional turmoil of that loss, but then also how the fuck do I deal with this now? So it is a 20 hour drive to the storage locker. I drive a shitty little car. So now it's like all the logistics of Do I drive my car, but then if my stuff is there, I can't haul it back? Do I buy something bigger? Do I rent a van? Do I rent a one-way van? That's very expensive. Do I fly and drive back? Do I, like, trying to deal with all these logistics? I got to take time off work. And it's like, all I want to do is curl into a ball in the darkest corner I can find and just not do anything about it. Just be in complete denial, pretend like none of this is happening, tra-la-la-la-la get me a bag of cookies and just ignore the outside world. But I can't. And I don't have anyone to pat my hand or rub my tushy to make me feel better. And that really sounded like a noise from the other side of the door. I really hope that's not my landlady listening to me. Nita, that's not you. Tell me that's not you. Fuck my life. Honest to God. Okay, well, on that note, I'm now nervous to say anything else because here we are. I'm going to either go and get on the internet and make a series of adult decisions or I am going to crawl into bed and stay there as long as I possibly can. Either way, as always... Thanks for listening.